From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. The skies are nasty. It is dark out there. The severe thunderstorm watch is hanging over our city. So here's an idea. Get inside, crank up your radio, and have a few laughs over the next 60 minutes because it's Friday night. Friday fun time with the people's sportscaster, the one and only Derek Bidwell from Global Saskatoon. And and I something I didn't know about Bidzy. He loves me. Uh, we were just we, we were just we were just sending texts back and forth, and and you sent me the kiss emoji, which is the I love you emoji. Thank you very much, man. I love you too. You're welcome. It's kind of the kissy face. It was right. It's right above, uh, right above the uh, the knuckle uh, emoji. And uh, as soon as I sent it, I was like, oh god, here we go. Yeah, here we go. We got a bit answering yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever done that before like i it, it got me thinking because I, I remember when i was working at the olympic oval and don brown was was one of our employees and, and i would always talk to don and we'd go back and forth and of course every time i talked to sherry my wife i always end the phone call with i love you and, and so i'm talking to don and i do exactly the same thing i go okay don take care i love you I'm going, what in the hell did i just say so, well, it's a good thing that you just end your calls with "I love you" to share you not something else. Because yeah. then if you, if you tap that on to another one, well, remember uh, we won't get into any names, but this is a funny one. Like you and I remember, this is a colleague of mine a number of years ago. You and I were about to go on the air doing sports talk, and I said, <laughs> well, "I remember this." <laughs> we cannot get into this, but I said, "I said so and so just sent me." something very personal and i read it to you and you're like and you started laughing and then i was like i think he meant to send this uh, he meant to send this to his wife and uh yep and then and then i text him back and go uh i think he meant to send this to your wife and then and then i said uh no worries uh you know no offense uh jock and i are dying laughing right now and he said oh god Please just keep this between you and I and Jock. <laughs> it was so personal. It was brutal. It was very personal. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, that was – anyway, ever since then, due to his mistake, I've always been extra careful with that kind of stuff. Oh, you've got to be yeah. careful, eh? It yeah, can yeah. come back and bite was you. was okay. Hey, I love you. I love you, buddy. We do a show together every week. Hey, exactly. Why not? But, little, uh, little yeah, kiss if you're, uh, you're, uh, you're going to – Venture beyond, uh, you know, a kiss emoji or a, or a smiley face or whatever the heart. Uh, <laughs> then you you better double check. I just no everybody se- out there listening, just double check. Yes, the moral of the story: don't sext. Yes, no, for sure. No yeah, sexting. Up, yeah, because yeah, that, that can get right. you into trouble. Get you into trouble. Just stay away from that. Just go old fashioned. Just go old exactly. school. Don't don't yeah. Don't go with that with that. <laughs> that new tech way of doing things yeah what year did you graduate oh, i graduated in 98 uh, 98 so th- this shows you the age difference because i graduated in 1980 
So, so a little bit, little bit difference uh, between you and me, oh, but uh, same though. It's still like I mean, well, a lot of things still the same. Well, th- there you go. I graduated from South Peace Senior Secondary School in Dawson Creek, and you graduated from where? Marion Graham Collegiate in oh, Saskatoon. There you go. Okay, okay. Yeah. And and we wanted to do a little shout out to the to the grads this year because they don't get a grad party. Uh, did you have any? Do you have any good grad parties from uh, from uh, your collegiate? Grad party stories. Uh, actually, just. It's pretty fun. This one, I was thinking about this one. You and I were talking about this going back and forth texting this afternoon. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is a pretty good story. So uh, when I was uh, in grade 12, I actually, uh, obviously, as you know, I'm with the lovely Andrea, as Mm -hmm. you like to call her. And Andrea is an identical twin. And in grade 12, I didn't have a date to the grad, and neither did her twin sister, Alana. She didn't have a twin, or didn't have a twin, didn't have a date to the grad. So uh, we said, okay, but we, we were always buddies. And we said, okay, well, let's, if we don't end up with, you know, this is probably about two months before grad. If you don't get a girlfriend, she said, and I don't get a boyfriend, well, let's go to grad together as friends. So we went to grad together as friends. And so I got a tuxedo. She, she, got, a, a, she got a white dress. So basically it looks like our wedding photos. And, um, and we got our, our pictures done in Saskatoon before the, the whole thing. And uh, then we, we ordered a limo, and uh, and we were going to to grad. We were, we were showing up at a – at that time in Saskatoon, it was called Centennial Auditorium, the main auditorium where all the grads are in Saskatoon. Anyway, but what we had done is we had set it up where there was going to be three couples. We, we booked the limo, paid for it, fellas all uh, paid for it, and, um, and uh, you know, had it all set up. Six people in the limo. So uh, everything was great, but then at the last minute, my buddy Trevor, Trevor Warner, his younger brother, Rhett Warner, yes. to be on the Calgary yes. Flames, of course. Yes. Um, so Trevor decides, well, he wants to get in on this, and he wants to come to the limo, too, with his gal, Tammy. So they get in on the limo. So now we ha- the limo's for six. Now we have eight. So when, when we're about to get into the limo, we're all wearing our tuxedos. They're all wearing the dresses. they their hairs are all teased and, and hair sprayed up and everything like that. Um, as the limo comes, the limo driver obviously sees it. Okay, well, now we got instead of six, we got eight. Mm-hmm. So he gets out and he opens the door. He lets in seven. Says, that's the <laughs> most we can seven. do. That's all, we're allowed, that's all we're allowed to do. And I'm like, well, come on. Oh, you can. So, so he's like, that's all we can do. Like, that's all we're allowed to do. So, Who doesn't get in? God. So, well, to be the nice guy, I sit in the front with the limo driver, and I paid for this thing. And Warner didn't even Warner didn't even pay for any of this. He was going to pay me back later, whatever. Anyway, so then Warner, being the jerk that he is, he, I'm, I'm talking to everybody as we're driving from where we got our photos taken up to Centennial Auditorium, where our parents are going to be taking pictures of us arriving and all that stuff. He, you know, the little panel up on the roof, he zips the partition up. So now it's just me and the limo driver in the front. And everybody is enjoying themselves in the back. And I paid for this thing. I'm in the front of the limo. We pull up. My mom and dad, cameras, everything, all that stuff. I get out of the front door with the limo driver, just standing there like a tool. And then he opens the door, and everybody gets out of the back. They get their pictures taken coming out of the back of the limo, the videos coming out of the back of the limo, all that stuff. And Warner didn't even pay for anything. That was my grade 12 grad. Oh, it was brutal. I just can't get over the fact that you dated twins. Oh, just kidding, Vincey. 
I didn't date them. I'm, I'm dating one now. The other one was just a friend. She's just a friend. Oh, that's too funny. That's what that's. About you? There, we well, I, 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 I got to take you all the way back to 1980, and, and that was that was a bad okay. year for me because in my 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 grade 12 year. What was that REO Speedwagon? Kind well, of you know, no. Here, here's it's a similar story. So, I I had my childhood sweetheart, and 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 we had a great romance during grade, grade 11 and in the early part of grade 12, and so I thought everything was set. Well, anyway, she she dumps me halfway through the school year. Okay, so so Rebecca dumps me. I'm 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 now single. So I'm thinking, uh oh, I got to get a date for grad. And so, sure enough, I get shot down by a few girls, and so I'm down to about my seventh or eighth choice. <laughs> it was like a desperation time for me. I was trying to pull out a hill. Oh, God. This doesn't sound like a very good story for somebody. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you her name. So I'll leave that personal. So anyway, I finally, I finally, uh, you know. uh, And so how do you present that to her? Hi, is it the same way you present to the first choice? Yeah, but no, you you can sort of tell we were both desperate at the time. So (laughs) anyway. anyway. Here you're talking to the fellow too that, that it got all set up. If you don't have a date and I don't have a date, let's go as friends. Yes. So anyway, I, I finally got a date for the prom and, and you know, I wasn't really into this girl by any means. So, uh, so, but we do the whole, you know, exchange corsages, all that kind of stuff. Do the pictures like you like you're talking about, and then after graduation is over, we go to this big bush party. You know, because we're in Dawson Creek, for goodness sakes. That's what you do in grad. You have a big bush party, and you go out, and you have the big yep. fire pit happening, and everybody's having fun. Well, as soon as we got there, I, I dumped her. And she, I, was, I was off with my friends, and this poor girl was left all by So I, I was a real ass, basically. There's no other way to put yeah, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know, you know what? It was the same thing. It was the same thing with me. When after our grad, we went to this after-grad thing, which was at this, at this uh, big... Uh, like nightclub in in uh, Saskatoon, but it was like a Monday or something like that, or right. So it was it wasn't open like for that sort of business. It was just uh, you know like pop and all that stuff is all they were serving. And then they had beach volleyball courts behind it and all that stuff. Anyway, as soon as we walked in, uh, we walked in together, and she was see you later. Like she just yeah, you're done. Skedaddled off to to the guy that she was interested in or whatever. And uh, and then yeah, I was just I was just. Hanging out with my buddies. That was it. Hey, we, we, got, we got a really good special guest tonight. They've all been good, as a matter of fact, but uh, but we, we've hit it out of the park tonight. So we're going to take a break, and then Bidzy gets to introduce our special guest for a Friday right. night on Friday Fun Time. He's Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. This is Sports Talk with Jock. So we sort of joked about it last night, or at least last week on, on Friday Fun Time with Derek Bidwell. We're, we're running out of friends to call because we've had some really, really good special guests on Friday Fun Time like Jason LaBarbera, Scotty Coe, Ted Henley, Dar McBool, Sean Cable, Burke Dales, Jason Day, Bob Paley, uh, just to name a few. But Bidzy, Bidzy, you've hit it out of the park this time. Uh, you've got another outstanding guest for us, so you do the honors. You get to, you get to introduce our special guest on a Friday night. All right, here we go. Another good Saskatchewan boy. He was born in Brazil, but calls Roster in Saskatchewan his hometown. He loves Calgary, calls it home, and the Flames will always be his team, even though he raised Ward Stanley as a king. He was a one-man wrecking crew with many names stamped on the boards, of the Saddle Dome. He is still a fan favorite of Flames fans, and his former teammate on the Flames, Brett Warner, calls him the king 
of Kings. He is the one and only Robin Regeer. Robin Regeer. Welcome tonight's guest. How are you, Robin? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, well done, Bitsy. And uh, actually, uh, a funny little funny story about Rhett is uh, he uh, he and his family are are actually up visiting uh, Emma Lake right now. They're hanging out with uh, Doug and Luann up at Emma Lake, and uh, I fished in a boat actually just over from him uh, today up in the national park, and I thoroughly outfished his uh his boat like we we had four walleye on the boat before he even knew what was happening so that that just goes to show you uh his, his hands were terrible uh, on the ice and uh, they're terrible on the lake as well, well. You, you know what's you know what's funny robin is is derek just told us a story about his brother about his brother uh-huh. stiffing him for the limousine when they graduated back uh, back in the day in, in Saskatchewan. So so if, if you're talking to Rhett, t- tell him uh, well, it's Trevor, right? Trevor's his yeah. brother. Okay, yeah. but yeah. So so tell Trevor that he owes he owes Bidzy some money. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How you doing, man? Good. Yeah, good. Uh, we've actually um, we left uh, we left Calgary uh, fairly early. And uh, my wife had the kind of foresight to see what was going to be going on with school and and other things with uh, with the pandemic uh, bearing down on uh, on Calgary there. So um, she said, you know, do you uh, do you just want to go to our uh, our place in northern Saskatchewan? And we we've had a cabin up here for uh, twenty plus years, and uh, we we were back here for uh, for two weeks at Christmas. And we've got internet and everything that we need up here. So uh, actually, uh, you know, early on in March, we uh, we took off out of the city, and uh, we've been here ever since. So uh, I've got no, uh, you know, it's it's bad in in a lot of places, but uh, I'm back in northern Saskatchewan, and we had a, a really a month of nice winter where we were snowmobiling on uh, on the lake, and and uh, I shoveled off the the snow when we were we had a rink out there and cross-country skiing and you know just outside and and doing fun activities like kids uh kids should and uh keeping our boys busy so it's all things considered uh you know we're we're doing uh we're doing quite well and uh we're in a great spot up here i tell you what you know how to self-isolate you know how to quarantine yourself that that is outstanding (laughs) stuff now 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 busy told you what this show is all about it's really a show about nothing all we do is we tell silly stories we sort of embarrass ourselves Mm -hmm. and we bring on a special guest so so busy i'm gonna let you kick it off with uh, with reg here tonight well, I was going to say, uh, Reggie. Now, um, this this comes from from uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours. I talked to him earlier today. He said that uh, he said that you gave him the nickname Fuel Tank. So this is uh, from a mutual friend, Shannon Brisky, was telling me about this. When you talk a little bit more about when you had the Stanley Cup, when you won the Stanley Cup with the Los Angeles Kings, you brought the cup back to Saskatchewan, and you yeah. brought the cup back to your cabin there where you are. In, in northern Saskatchewan, and he said at one point, uh, like I asked for some stories. I've asked for a lot of people for some for pretty good stories, <laughs> for some dirt. I not even necessarily dirt, but just some good stories. And most everybody's just got some really, you know, good stuff and uh, and and PG stuff. And anyway, and and he said that he said, "Bro, bring up the story about when he brought the cup up to the lake, and uh, there's so many people that wanted to, uh, you know, get their, uh, you know, picture taken with the cup and 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 and." talk to reggie and all that and 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 it was great and and you were very 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 accommodating but at one point i think he said 
to tell you that he had the McConnell boys uh, at his place, uh, some Calgary friends, and then you called him and said, swing over here with your boat. So he swung over there with his boat with the McConnell boys and his son, and you just stood at the end of the dock with the Stanley Cup. He said it was crazy. Like He, he, he came over there, swooped over, you jumped in his boat with the Stanley Cup, and you guys just went out and sat and uh, like just kind of enjoyed yourselves uh, in the middle of the lake for about an hour or so just to get away from the mayhem and then came back and let everybody have their chance with the cup. But he said it was just such an incredible moment to be there, out there in the lake with you and two or three other people, including his son, and the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, the McConnell boys were uh, were around at that time and uh, and Brisky was as well. Um, you know, and um, I, still, uh, I still have a bone to pick with... Uh, Actually, uh, with both those boys, but uh, Byron, I, I still <laughs> challenged him. I've, I've still challenged him. I got a, I got a standing bet, hundred dollar bet with him that uh, I can beat him through the slalom course on, uh, on a ski. And he, I think he's scared. I think he, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't shown up since uh, I challenged him to that. And, and Shannon was, uh, Shannon Brisky was around the lake as well. But uh, yeah, the, the Stanley Cup. Uh, now that we're, you know, we're talking about it. Um, is just an amazing trophy. It uh, it's something that uh, you know for me. I was I was first of all fortunate to uh, have a chance to win. Um, I got within you know just uh, claw nails of it, and 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 right so close to it in 2004 in Calgary, and then uh, we lost with a heartbreaking. Uh, series uh, Tampa Bay seven games and then of course the goal no goal with Marty Jana in game game six and just just a terrible way to to lose but for me I was fortunate uh, 10 years later to be part of a championship team in, in Los Angeles and you know the 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 trophy itself um, I I didn't realize how much it means to so many people in that um you know, it's it's a very historic trophy, been around for a long time, uh, but it it literally turned anyone that that saw it when when I had and I only had it for a day and a half in the summer, but it turned anyone that kind of came around it, whether it, there was a younger, older, um, sick, healthy, you know, whatever it was for person, it hockey turned fan them or not just, hockey fan. yeah, exactly, and it turned them into just a smiling like person that acted like a kind of a little kid at, at Christmas like they were just so happy to be around it and it, it, it truly is an amazing trophy and I don't think uh, a lot of things in in uh, in life have uh, have that and, and I think it it uh, just goes to show the profound effect uh, that hockey and and the Stanley Cup has had on on a lot of people uh, here in Canada and around but especially here in Canada and I, I just I tried to to share that with as many people as uh, I possibly could when uh, I got my hands on it for a day and a half. That is uh, that is great stuff, uh, Robin. What what I'm going to do right now? We got a break for news at the bottom of the hour, but uh, I'm going to give you a little homework assignment here because as as I mentioned off the top, we've had some great guests come and join us on Friday Fun Time. Uh, Sean Cable told us a story last week about spending the day on the water with Dennis Rodman. Burke Dale's. 
punter for the Calgary Stampeders, had a beer with MJ, Michael Jordan. Jason Day, he, uh, you know, it was a former UFC fighter. He, he, he spent the day with The Rock because he was doing a couple of uh, shots with him. Bob Paley, who is the, the pro at Kananaskis, he was there for the G8 Summit. So we got to hang out with Putin and Jean Chrétien and George Bush. So the question that we're going to have for you when we come back is, uh, what, what is Robin Regeer? What's the most famous person you've hung out with? Uh, we'll, we'll ask that question to you when, when we come back. He's Robin Regeer. Derek Bidwell is with us. It's Friday Fun Time. I'm Jock Wilson. This is Sports Talk with Jock. So when the COVID shutdown started way back in March, March the 12th, we we decided Friday nights would be our night just to have some fun and tell some stories. It started with a half-hour show with Derek and myself. We had so much fun doing it. We turned it into a one-hour show, and then we started adding some special guests. But uh, Robin Regeer... Uh, Calgary Flame, Stanley Cup champion, Olympian is is our special guest tonight. And and one of the first shows we did, Robin, we were talking about our celebrity encounters. And and I was a salmon fishing guide on the West Coast, uh, Stewart Island back in the day. And, and I got to guide Ernest and Julio Gallo, the, the winemakers from the United States who are no longer alive, but uh, they were some very interesting people. And then so we've, we've sort of been asking all of our special guests. And Bidzi, I, I can't even remember who, who your celebrity encounter, I think it was your sister or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the feisty redhead is looking to get his eyes pumped shut. No, it was not my sister. Uh, no, I, I I think I brought up uh, the bare naked ladies. Oh that yes, that's right. The bear- and there then we hung go. out in Banff together, and and a few other ones like that. But I'm sure <laughs> that uh, that our guest uh, Robin Regeer had a chance to uh, Reggie as we affectionately know him. I had a chance to uh, meet a lot more uh, famous people. Oh, the other one I mentioned, though, was actually while Reggie was playing uh, one one night, um, I had a chance to uh, sit and watch a Flames game with Matthew Perry from Friends. There you uh, go. We were, in, we, we were in the same luxury suites or luxury box or suite together, and uh, he was in town. He he sent out a message uh, you know, asking for any... Uh, people in, that uh, would would host him and his agent in their luxury suite. Okay. I was uh, lucky enough to be going to this person's luxury suite, and they responded right away with yes. And so he came. When I got there, he was there. I, I ended up uh, chatting with him, talking. With hey, him. If, if you're dropping, was, if you're dropping names, I had John Candy drop by the hot stove lounge, and I was hosting the Flames broadcast. Bruce McNall, fl- former oh. owner of the Kings, he dropped by. Well, you know, well, now you're really getting into what I was saying, though. But what's in connection? <laughs> good segue, though, with the Kings, though. Oh, yes. When Reggie was with LA, I'm, I'm sure there was a few that uh, that that dropped by the dressing room. We got a chance to meet. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few, uh, uh, and and before that, uh, you know, Uncle Buck was uh, was a classic there. I love that uh, John Candy, <laughs> but um, yeah. So some of the things that stick out in my mind are, you know, having a chance to run into uh, Bubbles, uh, the trailer park. Uh, boys at Kaylee's one night and then you know later on that night um you know somehow getting him to uh lend me his glasses and uh, I put those things on and <laughs> I and I and I wandered around I, I couldn't see anything so I had uh, I had a lot of fun with him uh, in LA we uh you know we did have a lot of interactions with uh with very famous people and one that sticks out in my mind there is um is Tom Cruise actually and he's not a big uh, celebrity in, in, in my mind, but it was more a friend of mine that was coming down. He came down from Calgary to visit and, uh, he, uh, he was there for the game and he wasn't there long and he was going to have to go back. So, uh, I, I meet him after the game and I said, you know, uh, Doyle, I said, how was the game? Did you enjoy it and stuff? And 
he just didn't really say much about the game. And he's like, do you know who I met? And I'm like, well, who? And he's like, oh, I met Tom Cruise. I met Tom Cruise during the game. Like he, And he started going off on, on Tom Cruise and how great it was to meet him and things like that. And he didn't, he didn't want to talk about the game at all. And I'm like, Doyle, like, did you, did you even watch our game? And, uh, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then he's like, I got a picture with him too. And then so I started kind of giving it to him a little bit. And so he pulled up the picture and uh, he's like, see, there's me and there's Tom. And I'm like, that that doesn't look like Tom Cruise. I'm like, that's dark. I can't even see like him in there. Oh, and he just got he got wound up. And that's Tom Cruise. He he really was there. So I uh, I gave him a hard time about that. But for me uh, personally, I think the probably the the biggest uh, single situation, um, you know, where uh, I just I kind of understood this the. Uh, the circumstances was after we won the Stanley Cup in 2014, our team was invited to the White House. Uh-huh. And so we, we went to the White House and uh, uh, Barack Obama was president at that time. And, you know, the amount of security, all the pre-screening, all the metal detectors we had to go through and everything like that, and then getting a chance to walk through the White House and, and eventually uh, meet him and uh, go through that. That was pretty, uh, that was pretty cool. Did you get to go into the Oval Office? No, not Uh-oh. the Oval Office. Oh, no, too bad. But, um, but we were allowed to walk around um, certain areas, and then, uh, and then, he, of course, uh, Obama's a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan, uh, being from <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, and, and uh, we beat them in the Western Conference Finals. So it was uh, it was very sweet, and, and that. But uh, just being being in the city, uh, being in that uh, in that situation, I think that one uh, is probably at the top. Yeah, that one that one ranks up there without a doubt. Hey, we, we've already referenced uh, your buddy Rhett Warner a couple of times. So he was the party planner on the team. But who is who is the prankster? And let's keep it Calgary. Who who is the prankster on the, on the Calgary Flames when uh, when you were here? No, I know, I know, and I, I, have to, I have to stick my nose in here just a little bit. I heard Reggie that you and I, and you know, I have a couple stories because we've hung out a little bit away from the, from the rink as well too. I know that you're a bit of a practical joker. We talked a little <laughs> bit about Shannon Brisky and you nicknaming him Fuel Tank, and I got to tell that story real quick. So Shannon was telling me earlier today that you guys were out at your lake there, and and he has a cabin across the way from you, and you guys were out cruising around. Uh, in, in the water in a boat, and every time Shannon was driving, all of a sudden the boat would, 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 would was running, and then all of a sudden it would it would stop, and he couldn't get it to start again, and he would stop and start and stop and start, and it's, and he later found out that you were sitting uh, just above like uh, a switch where you could where you could start the boat or stop the boat, and he was looking you know all over for the fuel tank and this and that, and you had him going for quite a while, and then you started calling him fuel tank. Anyway, he says you're you're quite a, a, a practical joker, although you you seem innocent. You are a practical joke. Ah, so it could be, uh, could be yourself. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with Brisky, and I was sitting right behind him. And actually, there's a there's a kill switch that you can pull on those on those boats. And uh, little did I know, um, I pulled it the first few times, and uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, I just had this fuel pump worked on, and oh man, it must be giving me problems and stuff." So then all of us in the boat are like, "Well, you better go check on it." So then he'd go like lift the engine cowling and look at it and then I'd pop the clip back in for the kill switch and then we're like, Oh no, no, just he'd wiggle some wires back there and then uh, we're like, Oh, come try it try try it now and then it would fire right back up again. Oh yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with <laughs> with that. So um, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed practical jokes. I think Rhett was probably one of the one of the best at it and uh, I, I learned a lot from from him and you know, they, they were they were really a lot of them were meant um, to be played on uh, on you know a group that was tight like that was 
was just uh, squeezing the sticks too tight with yeah. the saying that we always had, uh, whether it was a, a big game or we were losing streak or, you know, just guys needed a little bit of a spark. And, you know, you have a little bit of fun, you have some laughs, and uh, it just loosened everyone up a little bit. And um, no one was immune. Like uh, I remember in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, Daryl Sutter one time gave uh, Bill Ranford. Now, Billy Ranford was a great goalie, and, and he was the goalie, goaltender coach there in L.A. And, and for some reason, Daryl just had it in for him one meeting and, and said, Billy, like, you know, all you do is, is, you know, stand there with your hands in your pockets. And Billy didn't do anything. He was just, he was just there. And so um, I, I got the idea the next day. Uh, I snuck in early to practice. And what I did was, um, you know, I graduated from uh, my home economics course in grade nine from the uh, Rostron High School. So I, I know my way around a, a sewing machine. So what I did was I snuck in to, um, to the practice facility and asked the trainers for an exact replica uh, pant, track pant for Daryl Sutter. So they get, they got me one. And then, of course, they were intrigued at what I was doing. And what I did was I took the sewing machine and I sewed the pockets shut on both <laughs> sides of the track pants so you could not physically put your, your fingers in the pockets. And then what I did was I quickly swapped them out with Daryl's regular uh, set um, before he got there. And so later that day, uh, Rob Blake came in the training room and he was laughing away and we're like, uh, Rob, what's going on? He's like, you wouldn't believe it. Like I watched you. So Rob Blake was on the elliptical trainer in the gym and Daryl Sutter walked through the gym and he's like, I was watching Daryl try to put his hands in his pockets and he couldn't figure out how he couldn't put his hands in his pockets of his track pants and for, for the life of him. And he's and he's like, <laughs> I don't know what was going on. And I said, uh, Blakey, I'll, I'll tell you, but you got to promise not to say anything. And, you know, so that, that kind of stuff, like just little, little great. things here and there that, uh, just loosen, uh, loosen everyone up. That is, I, I'm glad you brought up Daryl. Daryl didn't really like me, Robin, as you probably I was going to say, Jocko, you probably got a few stories here. <laughs> well, oh, Daryl well, didn't, didn't like me as... Way of, uh, well, of showing his appreciation for the media. I, I will say this, uh, Brian, Brian disliked me even more, but that's that's another story. But was was Daryl was Daryl tough to play for? Because he was a good coach. There's no doubt yeah. he, was, he, was a, he was a great coach. He, he was the best coach I've, I've ever had, and, and he was extremely demanding. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was you had to show up and you had to be on all the time when you were around him. And, and if he didn't feel like uh, you were that way or you didn't stick up for yourself, then it was really tough to, yeah. to be around him for, for players. But, um, you know, if you, uh, if, you, if you did the things he asked and, and, you know, you played the way he wanted to and, and that you can't uh, – you can't argue with the fact that uh, he, he's had uh, some great success, especially for the first two or three years that he comes mm. into a team. He really, really rings uh, what he can out of it. And then it's a challenge after that because he is so uh, so demanding that um, after that it, it's, a, it's a real challenge for the team. But uh, he can... Uh, he can really get him going for for two or three years. Fair enough, Bidzy. Yeah, I was just going to say, Reggie, before we uh, let you go, what about uh, what about some stories during that Stanley Cup run in Calgary? Of course, it, as you mentioned, it didn't end up the way you guys wanted it to, but that was such a magical time uh, in the city of Calgary. I know, working at that time, I was working for for a channel, and I, I just know I was like, we were we, whether we were covering rallies. Or whether it was the uh, girls gone wild. Well, <laughs> well yeah, 
Kippersoft uh, girls down on, on in 17th, whatever that was, all you know, the Red Mile, all that stuff, or what, what at that time, I guess it was uh, 50 Cent's uh, in the club, but it was a Ginla song. They changed it. All the radio stations had their own songs for certain guys on the team. The city was just like, it was, it was such an insane uh, energy um, in Calgary, and, and everyone was just like you got you had to have felt that the whole city was right behind you and 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 the energy that they were putting behind you guys to to root you on uh through all those series and get you to the final yeah like for for me personally i i'd never played in the Stanley Cup playoffs until that year so i i came to Calgary in 1999 was my first year, and our team was terrible. We had a we had a terrible team uh, those first few years, and then um, and you know it was eight or ten thousand, maybe twelve thousand people for for games, so the the saddle dome wasn't full, and it was a struggle. But uh, you know what made it special was uh, we we worked hard that season. I think we got in. I think it was the 80th 80th game. So. Uh, it took us uh, two from the end to clinch a playoff spot, and that was the first time I'd, I'd ever played in in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we matched up against uh, Vancouver in the first round, which is the team that we wanted to play. We talked about it beforehand. That was the team. That was the matchup we wanted, and uh, it just went nuts. Like uh, I remember warming up uh, underneath the stands. We'd we'd play our little two touch soccer games and things like that. And this was way before the games. And they let fans in, and fans were were chanting and screaming, and and that, and and it was way before game time still, and and so it just kind of built from there, and and of course, um, you know, we uh, we won in in game seven uh, on the road there, and the momentum continued to build in, in the city, and and not just that, it was it was everywhere, and I and I, I really noticed that after when I was uh, driving home. Um, after we lost in the finals and driving back to northern Saskatchewan, the, the amount of flames flags that you saw those, the, the, I think that was the first time I remember the people with those car flags. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had them everywhere. And then, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd go grab a, a bite to eat at Earl's on uh, 16th Avenue. And, you know, you go in there and you try to pick a time when it's quiet. You know, there might be 30 people in there and you're in there, you go grab a bite and, 29 of them come up and, and say, hey, you know, good luck in the game tomorrow or, you know, I hope you guys win the series. Like, everyone was just into hockey and it was really great from, you know, for, for me because from when you started in Calgary, when we went through all those struggles to to that point, like, people loved hockey again in in Calgary and that's what uh, I think what was so, so enjoyable out of it and, you know, unfortunately we did fall uh, fall short one goal short but uh it was good to kind of ignite the passion for for hockey again uh, in and around southern alberta it was an amazing run okay one final question before we let you go and this is actually from my producer brian who 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 talked to you at the start there he, he says what do you have against alish hemsky because you used to just punish him in the corner every time he would come down your side yeah so i, I don't know uh i don't know brian what it says about me uh, growing up in a in a uh, quite religious uh, Mennonite household, but uh, I, I did thoroughly enjoy trying to run uh, Alice Hemsky through the glass every time uh, he did come down my side. And, uh, and, and you know, really it, it came down to a few things. Uh, first of all, um, it, he was one of their best offensive players, and he was playing that wing, uh, the wing that was matched up against uh, the side that I was playing defensively. And so, you know, I knew 
that uh, that was the matchup that uh, I was looking forward to. Um, also, uh, there was an incident that happened in Calgary. Uh, I heard hit him earlier in the game, uh, and I don't know if I'd hurt him or you know got him mad, but I'd hit him and it was clean. Uh, and then I came and hit him to hit him again uh, in uh, I think it was in the third period in the in the corner. And just as I came to him, he quickly put his stick up right in front of him and right at my throat level and kind of gave me a little cross check across the throat and it uh it did not feel good you know i couldn't couldn't breathe very well uh initially in that and you know that little and he didn't get a penalty for it or anything like that so that little incident i'm like you know what i'm i remember stuff like that and uh and i just tried to uh i just tried to squash him through the the stanchions <laughs> of the glass every time he uh, he came around that side. <laughs> didn't, didn't hurt that he was a member of the Oilers, too. That was the nicest yeah. way I've ever heard anybody say, I I took down your number, and I am going to mash you <laughs> the next time and every other time after that that I see you. That was the most polite way I've ever heard anybody say that. Yeah, and, and I don't know what that says about me as a human being, that that made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let people uh, analyze that one. Robin, uh, thanks so much for your time tonight. Stay safe, stay healthy. Hopefully your family uh, stays safe and healthy as well. And uh, it's always good talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you, you betcha. He's, uh, he's Robin Regeer. Uh, Derek Bidwell with us as well. We're going to wrap things up with the Friday shout-out, as we always do on a Friday night. Before we do that, just a quick shout-out to Calgary co-op calgary co-op proud supporter of our community champions program of course we're heading into the final week want to send your nominations in to our website 770chqr.ca what we want you to do is recognize that individual in your community that has gone above and beyond during the pandemic sue and andrew on the morning news will recognize one of these individuals every monday every wednesday every friday and then at the end of it all one lucky community champion is going to receive a $350 gift card to Calgary Co-op delivered directly to their door by the 770 CHQR Community Cruiser powered by Bow West Appliances. We're going to wrap things up. It's been too much fun once again. Friday Fun Time with Jock and Derek on 770 CHQR. So on a Friday night, we call this Friday Fun Time. We, we, we don't really talk too much sports, although Robin Regeer was, was an outstanding guest, and he hit it out of the park for us tonight, without awesome. a doubt. So, so we do wrap up the show, Bidzy, with our Friday shout-outs. Be- before you start your shout-out, I have to have a quick shout-out here to Tom's House of Pizza because Tom's House of Pizza, best thin crust pizza in town, is our hero of the month for the month of June. They are great supporters of the Calgary Children's Foundation. Anytime you, you support Tom's House of Pizza, you're helping the kids with the Calgary Children's Foundation. So there's my first shout-out. Oh, I love... I, I'm, I'm not just jumping on bandwagon here. I love Tom. Oh, yes, it is. I miss it. I, I miss it here in Saskatoon. I really do. There you go. Uh, okay, first one's got to be... Um, I'm going with a Blue Line Oil Field Rentals. And the reason I'm saying that is because that's uh, where Robin Regeer Reggie works now and is involved with now. Um, so, uh, you know, he, we didn't, we ran out of time a little bit at the end there. He didn't have a chance to mention what he's doing now. So, uh, we want to put it at the end and it is a blue line oil field rentals. That's my first shout out, Jocko. I tell you what, that's a great shout out. And again, thanks to, uh, to Robin Regeer. I'm going to do a shout out to Alfonso Davies. He's the 19 year old kid from Edmonton, who of course is the best soccer player in this country right now. Uh, he's not playing in this country, though. He is he is playing at Byron Munich. And, of course, he was named the Bundesliga 
Rookie of the month for May, 19 year old. What a future you have at night. What were you doing at 19 years of age, Bidzy? Mm, yeah, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't playing nothing professional good. soccer, I'll tell you that. Wasn't professional wasn't professional anything. Professional moron. Yeah, but I was professional donkey. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was. Uh my next one are uh to uh Trevor Warner, which is uh, my buddy from high school, which is Rhett Warner's older brother. Who stiffed uh, you? You gotta in- yeah, I got to include uh, my buddy uh, Darren Romerdahl, a.k.a. Fun Bobby. is with the Calgary Flames coaching staff now. Uh, Barry Becker, uh, pals with them as well. And then Shannon Brisky and Byron Brisky got to include them because they were the ones that we were talking about with some of those stories with uh, Robin Regeer and his times up in uh, northern Saskatchewan. They're listening right now, and, and I wanted to give them a shout-out as well. Good stuff. I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of Canadian golfers, Connor, uh, Connor, um, uh, Corey Connors, excuse me, and Adam Hadwin. They're both playing on the weekend. The PGA Tour is back, Bidzy. I'm going to be watching golf this weekend, and maybe a Canadian can pull it off. Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin both made the cut this weekend. We're out of time. Do you got Cut's time for one, one more quick shout out, or are you done? You got a I'm shout out to Andrea. Man. You got a shout out to Andrea. Hope, right? Yeah. Well, the last one. Let's make it a shout out to Andrea and the lovely Andrea, as you like to call her. And um, and she's not upset that I accidentally sent you a kissy face emoji uh, <laughs> earlier before the start of the show. I still can't believe that you dated her sister, though. Well, it wasn't really a date; it was just graduation. Anyway, you got we to, were just you got to date the twins. I I love it. Anyway, my friend, you have a great night. Have a great weekend, <laughs> Derek Bidwell. This is Sports Talk with Jock. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with you on Monday night right here on seven seventy CHQR.